good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. The day today is the 26th of March, year of our Lord, 2021. Welcome to the Trade Deadline special of the Bun and Cardigan Show. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III, and I want to deliver a quick apology. We're uh, getting to you a day late here, some scheduling issues. Uh, we are recording this as of the night, or the night of the Trade Deadline. I did put out a programming update on our Twitter, letting people know that we are going to be a little bit late to record this episode. We figured it would be best to actually wait for all the trades uh, to happen rather than make one beforehand. So here we are. Um, if you don't follow, I've always us, wanted to say this for shizzle. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I knew you don't need you don't need to apologize. They, it's better that we waited for the deadline to be done. Sure. Um, yeah, James wanted to inexplicably throw in his uh, Dave Chappelle Tiger Woods impersonation because I asked him to do it. Uh, Goodbye, fried rice. Hello, fried chicken. <laughs> so good it's so good um yeah i was literally i told james i was literally just on the train coming home from work and i just started laughing out loud to myself because i thought of james doing that impression james a lot of trades happened but not a lot of trades happened for detroit in the way that a lot of people envision that they may so let's first talk about the one that did happen uh yeah. delon wright gets sent to sacramento in exchange for Corey joseph and two second round how picks. happy are you to still have to watch delon wright as a resident kings fan as well i, I enjoy him but I and before I guess before we even talk about it from the Pistons side, what is Monty McNair's plan there? What is the plan? Delon Wright is like a pretty good stealth tank point guard, right? But unless you're trying to save Luke Walton's job and try to get into the play-in, which is what this feels like to me, I don't really know what Delon Wright does for them this year or next year. I was told that they needed, they wanted size in the backcourt. Uh, Delon does that at six five. Combo guard can play both. Um, play him next to De'Aaron. You can play him next to uh, Halliburton. Excuse me, milk burp. Um, and yeah, like I don't, I don't know if they're going for it this year, but uh, I, I think they anticipate trying to be good next year. I don't know what their salary cap situation is like. I don't think it's great, so maybe really they bad. didn't think they were able. Yeah, they were able to sign anybody next year, and this is their way of getting a guy that they can have for two years. Sure. Um, just really weird. Uh, it just feels weird, but happy for Detroit. Uh, I was kind of mad that you pointed it out, but it just goes to show that, you know, you do this thing. You have referenced, I think twice now you did it in your story. Um, uh, capturing the trade that we are stocking the cupboard with second round picks as Troy Weaver had originally put it all those months ago. Um, we're back in business. I believe we have now three second round picks, uh, in this draft. In this upcoming yeah, draft. three second round picks in this draft, one in 2024, which they didn't have before the deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the ones that the Clippers got, I believe. So if my memory's right, I think they only had two second round picks over the next six years. 2027, th- I think, was the next one. Either two or three, and two of them were this year. Now they have four. Yeah. Um, um, so that's pretty so fun. Yeah, that's, that helps. Is there – and I apologize because like, – I may have missed something because I was like I said I was working all day. Is there a plan to buy out Joseph, or are we going to roll the dice with him just because we need somebody there at least until Killian gets back? Breaking news, just for the pod. Oh, that I was I've been told by sources that the plan right now is not to buy out Corey. Oh, this uh, is real news. Like, You're not just being dumb. This yeah, is real no, no, news. No, this okay. is real. Okay. Uh, the plan right now is not to buy out Corey. Um. The plan right now is to finish the year with him, and there is a chance that, as I've noted in the story and kind of is another secretive win for the Pistons in this deal, 
if Corey's waived by it was June 30th, but the change in the NBA calendar. Uh, so at August 1st or whenever the moratorium opens, if he's waived by then, he's only owed 2.4 of his 12.6 million. So um, that's a the Pistons will save six million. With the Delon was on the books at 8.6 for the next year, or 8.5 something like that. Uh, so there's a chance that he is waived before then, creating some cap space and a roster spot. Um, and there's even a chance that maybe he gets bought out this year if it just doesn't go well. Maybe they don't like it or he doesn't like it. But right now, at this very moment in time, as we're recording this, the plan is for him to finish the season at the least. And I wonder how necessary that's even going to be because uh, you give it a week, Killian could be back. You still have Dennis Smith Jr. You still have Frank Jackson. You still have Saban Lee. So I just wonder if there's going to be a point where they're like, yeah, it's probably – for all parties involved, why don't you just go on your way? Um, I think it was you that said it that if uh, if we do what you just said, we'll have around twenty million in cap. Is that correct? Um, yes, that sounds right. Okay, and I think obviously it's important because you're going to have a top five pick, presumably. They're not cheap; they're pretty expensive, actually. So yeah, that's not cheap. That's important right there, and generally, I. This is, this is going to sound like a really dumb question. Generally, those types of picks are assigned using cap space, correct? They have to be? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you got Cade Cunningham on the books for like $20 million. Well, I mean, I don't know. You got to start somewhere. So um, that'll be I think interesting. it's usually like 10 for those guys okay, at sure. the top. Um, 8 to 10. 8 to 10. I like it. I don't. I mean, this is just fun. I saw it and was like, "Oh wow, uh, that's not Wayne." But it is the first Troy Weaver guy off the board, and that was the question that we had been asking: is who's going to be the first Troy Weaver guy that is off the board? We thought it was going to be Wayne. Turns out Wayne's actually still in Detroit. Uh, the plan is that we're going to roll roll out the season with him as well. Yeah, no, that's the plan. He's going to. They're not buying him out. He's here to play, and he's here to mentor the young guys. Um, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it a bunch. I've written it a bunch. And it's, again, people tend to take things for face value. When I say the most likely people to be traded, it does not mean that they're going to be traded. It's just when you look at the situation of the team, the situation of the player, you can kind of make dots connect. And while Wayne and Delon and Mason were all guys that if you had to pick some guys from this roster that could get traded, those were the three obvious. Like, it wasn't a guarantee that all three would get traded. Wayne's felt like the most obvious because he's an expiring, he's a shooter, teams look for shooting at the deadline. Like, you think somebody would would go get him. Now, um, I don't know if they had any offers on the table. Um, I assume not. I also assume that if they did, it wasn't worth um, going through this year without any real three-point shooting or the mentorship that Wayne brings. I mean, he talked about it yesterday. I'm sorry. Um, he talked about it Wednesday after the – who did they lose to? The Bulls – not the Bulls. Uh, the Pacers. Uh, the Pacers, How him and Sadiq shoot every day. Him and Frank Jackson are building – like Sadiq and him work together a lot. Like that was part of the plan to bring Wayne in, Wayne in help, help Sadiq learn about his footwork, different ways to get his shot off, coming off screens, DHOs. Like that was a lot to do with the Wayne signing. And – I don't think if there was a return, which, again, I don't know if there was an offer, it wasn't worth uh, that. So Sacrificing offered, the relationships that he has with these guys. Yeah, for when you have a few weeks left, you're not going to get anything substantial. Um, 
you can kind of stay afloat with a good three-point shooter, continue to be competitive down the stretch. And again, yeah, I don't I don't think there was a pick in the 40s or a pick in the 50s to be had. Um, I think if there was, at least in the 40s, that a deal would have been done. Um, then again, that's just me speculating. I don't know right. what was on the table, if anything at all. To me, I mean, we, we go through this all the time in Detroit. People think because one of their players is shooting well that automatically other teams want them. I mean, I could tell you for 100% certainty they had no offers last year for Markeith Morris and Langston Galloway. And Pistons fans were stunned that the eighth man and the ninth man on a shitty team didn't want didn't want to be had by other teams. Um, and Wayne, in a similar boat, shot the ball really well. But, like, a lot of teams by now have shooting. If teams really wanted Wayne, and they've known, again, we've talked about it on this pod, they've known what Wayne could do for years. If yep. they wanted Wayne, they would have signed him in the offseason. Um, what he's doing is no surprise to anybody. So Detroit saw the value in keeping him around. Um, and, yeah, no Wayne Ellington and DeLon. It was weird because you felt like there was going to be a flurry of trades. You thought Troy Weaver was going to get back in his bag again. He had missed the uh, the flurry of, of, of deals. He had missed the spotlight of, of Detroit being the yeah. the talk of the town. And they open as soon as midnight strikes. They make a trade, and then that was it. Sure. That was. Yeah. What were you doing when the trade happened? Uh I was literally just in bed because I like I knew I had to work the next day, um, okay. and I was just kind of getting ready to go to sleep. And it happened, and my first reaction is like, I just felt really sad. I just for Delon Wright, not not in terms of oh he's not on my basketball team. I feel bad for him. Um, and I tweeted this last night. You finally get a guy who has actually been trying to come to Detroit for a few years, um, just to play with Dwayne Casey, and then plays too well. And he's gone halfway through year one. And I, I feel bad for him. And, like, that's just the business, right? And the Pistons got a really good deal for him. I'm not mad about it at all. I feel bad for uh, DeLon Wright, the human being. Yeah, to that, and I seen I saw a lot of people say that, reference him saying that he wanted to be in Detroit, and he's happy he finally got here. Thing to that, I don't think he was lying by any means. Like, I think he genuinely, if he had a list of teams that he just wanted to play for and have an opportunity to play, I think Detroit was on that list. The relationship with Casey, I think he looked at the point guard situation the last few years and thought he could be a benefit. But I don't think like he's been losing sleep every night right, for the sure. last three years to get to the Pistons. Like no. I, I think it was, uh, I definitely think he. This was a team that he saw a chance to play a lot in a in a system that he's familiar with. Uh, but I think he he knew all along like there was a chance that yeah. he could be traded. Yeah, and I mean. I know he wasn't, you know, busting down the door to come to Detroit, and that's not what I'm saying by any means. But he also didn't have to say any of that, and you don't hear that from a lot of guys that come here. Jeremy, Jeremy's the one exception where maybe it wasn't necessarily Detroit, but just sort of the principle. Well, I guess it did, just Detroit in general, one of the blackest cities in America, did play uh, a role in it. it wasn't and ju- Troy, right? I'm just saying it wasn't just about Troy, and it wasn't just about Dwayne. Like Detroit actually did have, um, you know, there was a factor in there. So that's pretty cool. I'll, I'll pull back the curtain just a little bit. I had, I was picking your brain a little bit. I go, if we make any moves, when's the first one that you think is going to happen? You said probably after the interviews. Yeah. And so give yourself a pat on the back, James Edwards the third, because you did predict that. You de- golf clap. Yep. For shizzle. Uh, <laughs> um, so in terms of you know deals that were maybe on like the one yard line and didn't you know the trigger wasn't pulled, sounds like maybe either maybe we just don't know right now or there's nothing that was really that close at all. 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I haven't uh, been told anything on that front. Like, was there anything almost done? Um, again, I I knew a deal was going to get done. Um, I didn't. I I would have been surprised if they went through the deadline without doing a trade. Um, I didn't. I thought Wayne was was very likely to be gone based on again the situation and just kind of his comments after the game like yeah it's always in the back of my mind of course it's hard not to be and you just felt like it would be him um and then all oh, it ended up being delon and yeah i don't i don't think they were doing heavy shopping i think they're a, a team that was selling i don't think they were really looking to buy and um i think a lot of teams i mean this was kind of a dull deadline if you ask me i didn't i, I thought it, i didn't think there was anything to well, it started I mean, the, and the you, Vucevic trade yeah. was really the only shocker. Sure. You wake up and you're like, are the Bulls about to be a problem in six hours? And then you're kind of like, oh, eh, maybe not. A little bit. Maybe not. But there were yeah, I mean, yeah. two things. One, I actually didn't text you about this trade. I didn't bother you. you. Didn't. I did not bother you. Um, second thing, uh, two Motown Noah All-Stars were traded today. Can you believe it? Yeah, who were they again? J.J. Redick and Nico Melli? No, Chandler Hutchison and Nico Melli. Oh, yeah, Chandler Hutchison You know what's Nico funny? Melli. Sorry, I went, I went straight to the white guys, my bad. I, I love the Troy Brown for Chandler Hutchison. I love that for that both sides. That was the sides. ugliest trade in NBA history. You didn't like it. Can we talk about one that you did like? There were four bums in that deal. Really weird. The, best, the, best, the player I liked the most in that deal was Daniel Gafford. I'm a big, I like Troy Brown. I really like him, and I do like Hutchison, obviously, as well. I want to talk to you about a trade that you do like a lot. You really like the Gary Trent for Norman Powell swap. I love that deal. Can I bring something up, though? Does that not just feel yeah. like ter- tertiary score for tertiary score? I think there is more. I think it helps both sides. Like I think Norm brings, again, like you said, still brings scoring. I think you might be able to play him more minutes alongside CJ and Dame. I think he fits alongside better than them. I think there is a more physical uh, presence there with him. I agree with that for sure. Um, and then Gary, like, it's a guy that pl- can play alongside, as he's shown, good guards with Fran Van v- Fred Van Vliet, still Kyle Lowry. They have Pascal Siakam. I, I, I like that. I think you look Toronto could look up in a couple years, and that's like one of those, like, how, how did they get Gary Trent? And I think I like yeah. Norm Powell, what he's – his – kind of rise is the epitome of player development um i i i just like it was two good players traded for each other like it was yeah, just a weird deal but i i like the i like the fit that they provide to the new team yeah that's the biggest thing is it's two really good guys you look at both you know both ends of it you're like wow good for good for portland wow no good for yeah. toronto because you, you the opposite of the the chicago washington trade it just yeah that one's just weird like all memes aside it was just weird um the Gary Trent thing, I'm just kind of like, well, okay, you had to get rid of Powell if you weren't going to be able to pay him. Great. Gary Trent, not a bad uh, return there. He's restricted. You got to pay him too. Probably get him a little cheaper. For, unquestionably. I just wonder if you're Portland, you have a guy who was like halfway through the bubble shooting 61.5% from three. He fell off a little bit, but he was still, that's just what Gary Trent does. He hits all of the threes. You just replace him with a guy who scores 20 a game. I don't hate it. I'm not mad at yeah. it at all. I like it. And if you're Toronto, um, 
Gary Trent's awesome. I don't know. I, I, yeah, now I just no, wonder, I like though, is like, uh, is Portland paying Norman Powell? I didn't think they had any money. Yeah, it's, that's a good question. I, I would think so to do that deal. Right. Um, yeah, no, I'm very curious to see how that plays out. I hope he works well there and they end up figuring out a way to get it done. Uh, so are you, as as the fan on this pod, are you upset that the Pistons weren't as active? So, yeah, as I was going to pull it around to the Pistons because I actually wanted to bring up another thing. So we'll do your thing first, and then we'll do my thing, and then we'll go we'll go back into the all, all the other trades. But, yeah, let's bring it back to yeah. the Pistons. So, um, no, because I'm perfectly content with everything we did over the offseason, everything that's happened this season. You got rid of Blake, pretty big priority. Got rid of Derek, pretty big priority. Not training Wayne doesn't really hurt anything. Doesn't really hurt that we don't have a, a second for twenty twenty five now. You know what I mean? That doesn't really do anything. Yeah. If we didn't do anything, I would have been a little bit annoyed. Um Yeah. You picked up two picks for a from a position that was already pretty log jammed, and admittedly it's not any different now because Corey Joseph is also a point guard. Um but Yeah, but you have no obligation um, to him. Yeah. Right. Also exactly. I Magruder. Forgot about Magruder again. Always forget about him. I know he plays one two, but still, always forget about Rodney Magruder. Um, yeah. No, I feel good. I, I think the team's in a, in a in a perfectly fine situation. Obviously, what you mentioned earlier that we shed a little bit of money here too. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm do not. Do you ma- worry? Do you worry? Not that they're going to be too good. That other team that they're not going to finish in the bottom three. I mean, you look at Orlando. Yes, this is a real thing. Yes. Uh, that could that could plummet. Yeah. Um, that's going to plummet. Um, Minnesota is Minnesota. Minnesota's still, yep. Um, and who am I Houston. missing? And Houston is – I mean, I still think Houston's going to win more games than Detroit just because John Wall's around and Christian Wood's around. But the rest of that team is bad. Mm-hmm. No victor. I still think they find a way to win more games than Detroit. Um Washington is this a really weird black hole. Some weeks they'll win seven in a row, and then yeah, other weeks you don't know. I don't worry. You, I wouldn't worry as much about them. Not for if, the top if three. If I was a Pistons no. fan, yeah. Orlando's the one now you're afraid of. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very curious because I think I don't think the Pistons got worse at the deadline. Um, Feels weird I don't to think say. they. I don't think they got better. I think they're just still the Pistons and. They have an easier schedule. Um, I believe it's the second easiest in the league post All Star break, something like that. Yeah, and if Killian comes back and is better than he was before he went down, you still have Wayne Sadiq's getting better, Isaiah's getting better. Yeah, I mean, I do think there comes a point where they sit guys though. Like I, I'd be surprised if Jeremy's maybe playing the last week and a half, two weeks of the season. No doubt, and. That's something that I actually was thinking about earlier. I wouldn't have brought it up for a few more weeks, but yeah, no, I I definitely agree. I you look at like the the Pacer game that we played the other night. Great loss, great tank loss. I hope they all go like that because it yeah. just feels like even though I think we've what won ten ten games, twelve, twelve, sure, it feels like we've won w- more to me. And every time we're like on the doorstep of winning, I'm like, no, 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 no. we don't need to do this right now. We don't need to. It's a real thing that I'm worried that teams are going to catch up to us, and Houston has been the biggest thing for me. The Orlando wrinkle is something that I hadn't even considered yet, but that's a great point. They get off of Evan Fournier. They get off of Aaron Gordon. They get off of Vooch. 
Markel Fultz is gone. Cole Anthony's not playing. Al Camino's gone. Like, Terrence Ross is the veteran on that team now. And yeah, so I'm surprised the, he didn't go anywhere. Sure. And so the, the, the tailspin there is very real. Yeah, it's going to be very – it's so weird. Like, there's going to be a race for bottom three that's going to be interesting. Is jo- um, Jordan Bone still there, right? Is Jordan Bone going to get some run in Orlando? He might, yeah. I, I, haven't, I admittedly don't watch Orlando unless they play Detroit, but um, I believe he's still there. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting race. I think the race for the bottom three is going to be more interesting than the race for the number one seeds um, because the teams that are – Going for the bottom, you look at Minnesota, just a team that people still talk about with Cat and Russell and Anthony Edwards. Houston is the most drama-filled team in the NBA. The Pistons, like if you pay attention, they're actually like kind of entertaining and have some young guys that are fun. And Orlando, people aren't going to watch, but they might be the – right now on paper, Orlando might be the worst of those four. So – yeah, it's going to be – I don't have the standings in front of me. Let me pull those up. I'm very curious to see. Well, while you're doing um, that, let me bring up my piston point. Yeah. A lot of people are happy, James. Aren't happy? Are happy. Well, I guess oh, it okay. depends. That's a uh, first. For most, for, for, I guess for the most part, people are generally happy. Pistons have three games on Orlando. I don't feel great about that. <laughs> Orlando has 15 wins. Yeah, what are we in for? Two and a half back. We're in fourteenth, right? Are we in fifteenth? Fifteenth. Detroit's fifteenth at twelve wins. Magic fourteenth at fifteen. Mm-hmm. Wizards fifteen. Cleveland seventeen. Cleveland's the one that's interesting too, um, which we're going to bring up the Andre Drummond thing here later in the show. But people so are happy. Do, I, I need to do my tell you so too on that. Yeah, Seku, he's here. We yes. <laughs> Troy Weaver wasn't lying. He's he's at least going to be patient with him for another uh, three four months until he can make deals again on draft night and <laughs> and uh, inexplicably grab another like nineteenth overall pick. And I feel good about that. That's kind of high. I yeah. feel I feel well. You know what I mean. Yeah. It feels kind of nice that you know we can just watch these games and if he's not doing something, I don't worry that he's going to get traded the next night. I have nothing yeah, to I'm- say other than like. Seku didn't get traded, and that's cool. There are a few things that have come from the last few weeks that are pleasing to me as somebody who's a frequent timeline peruser. Um, No more DeLon Wright complaints. Mm. Um, A lot of the fan base was frustrated with his his fast breaks. Um, He was finishing. his His lack of lead foot. Yeah. He was finishing in transition against the Pacers. Soon as that happened, he was, Troy but it's was the like, pace get him out in of which here. he goes. Yeah, yeah. He was. You're out of here, buddy. Um, people speculating about Seku. People speculating about Wayne. I can't tell you every game that Wayne missed. How many people? I'm, oh, he's gone tonight. He's gone. Bye, bye, Wayne. I'm like, we what? had every For reason like, to think that this year. After the Derek thing, we had every reason to think it. Yeah, but that that was like four missed games for four different reasons. It's a stomach ache. <laughs> stomach ache, and then a, a, a personal. A, it's Derrick Rose, personal, though, so they were all conceivable, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean anything. And then yeah, he's, anything could be wrong with Derrick Rose on any given day. Um, so if, I get yeah, just for you as and, a beat and writer. Hamadou Diallo might come back oh. today as you're listening to this. Oh, so that's chills. gonna be done. I got chills, brother. <laughs> you saying that I am 
I am so excited, and I'm gonna be at work. I'm not. At, well, no, I'll get to see. I'll get to see like the second half of that game, so I'll, I'll be excited to see that. Um, yeah, no, like for you, it's a good day because now you have a few months of. Well, no, people are gonna hound you about buying out Corey Joseph probably. If he's if he stinks it up, people are gonna get real tired of him real quick. You'll know if that's conceivable in the next few weeks. If he's if they're frustrated with him and you can just tell, or if he's just not playing and wants to play as a veteran, maybe you can start right as of right now, as you're listening to this, give me a, don't ask it for a week. I already know now people are going to listen no, to this. People and are just going to troll you. Yeah. Give me a week or two before you ask. Um, yeah, man. Like it's, I don't have to, when I hear my phone go off at night, I don't have to turn over and, <laughs> and check it out. It's there's, there's absolutely nothing knock on wood that uh that can catch me off guard i can i can go to the store without my laptop <laughs> so that was two questions i'm glad you just brought that up um i don't remember one of them the second one was i remember the both of them now first one was peel back the curtain a little bit for us james before we move on we'll end on the pistons with this how uh, did you find out about this trade on Twitter and then you had to confirm it or were you kind of racing? Were you in the mix a little bit or how did you how did you figure this out and the confirmation process and all that? Um, I felt that there was a trade going to happen before I went to bed. I didn't do any digging and I found Woj broke it. Right. Um, and then I did my due diligence from there. I was laying in sure. bed watching King of Queens when it broke. So is there any sort of, uh, you know... Shout out to Carrie Heffernan, is the, a.k.a. Leah Remini. Shout out to Kevin James. Is there, when you know that there's going to be a trade coming, you know that something's kind of on the horizon, you just said that you didn't do it last night, are you kind of, you know, going back and forth with the with some of your sources to kind of check in to see what's going on, or like, and on any other given night? Like, if you were to text one of your guys, like, last night, be like, hey, like, what's going on? Is that something that you yeah. would normally do, or were you do you just wait for it to come to you? Uh, no, I definitely check in on stuff for sure. Okay. Last night I did not. It's it's one a.m. If I I don't know the schedule, like I just wasn't that late. That one I yeah, it was late. It was one. A, it was oh, a little after I midnight. I forgot I'm in Central Time, so it wasn't that late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that one I. It's in the middle of the night. I didn't. I don't. I didn't check in on that sure. one. And if I didn't get it, I didn't get it. But throughout the day and during normal business hours, yes, I, I'm checking in and and asking questions. So the second question was uh, because it was so late. You weren't. You weren't with the boys or anything. You weren't with the fellas driving to a casino. You were just at home. You weren't in the middle of anything when this trade went down, right? No. Um. It might have been different if the world was normal. Like I probably would have been in Indy. Because right, it's the yeah. game before the trade deadline, so I might have been out St. Elmo's getting the, the world steakhouse? famous shrimp cocktail. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, dude! If anybody goes to Indianapolis, actually, so there's St. Elmo's and there's a restaurant right next to it, Liz, uh, Lizzie's or something like that. They're basically the same restaurant. St. Elmo's is the more upscale, well-known one, but the one right next to it is they. It's the same kitchen, but it's cheaper. Okay. And it's I'm not a shrimp cocktail guy. It's the best shrimp cocktail in the world, the hottest shit in the world, and it's the best and I miss Indianapolis for that alone. I don't like either of those things. Um I don't either, but I eat this one. I'll I'll I would drive to Indy just for it. Ooh. Uh well at that point just come see me. 
Chicago. You're driving like the same amount of time. I actually may be out that way soon. As I told you, my, my sister moved into your actually, actually your neighborhood. Yeah, my neck of the woods. Like literally though, yeah. actually, yeah. Yeah, um, legitimately. You want to talk about some of the other trades that went down? Sure. I think the Nuggets might be awesome now. My my dad, if he's listening, which I'm sure he is, he absolutely hates Aaron Gordon, so he's furious. As and he lives in Denver now, so he's a. He actually said we earlier. He's like, we don't need Aaron Gordon, so he's the resident Nuggets fan. Well, now. hold on, Papa Edwards, because you do. So, I think the underrated part of this is Javale McGee. I don't think. Oh, I didn't. I didn't think you were going there. Shout out to Flint, though. Shout out to Flint. Two Flint players on Denver. JaVale McGee has been pretty good for Cleveland this year. I don't really know. I don't know that he's fallen off. He hasn't really regressed at all. It's just because he's in Cleveland. He's, I think he's what, putting up like 8-5. and five. The same old lob catcher that he's always been. Uh, Paul Millsap. I think that's a great pickup, yeah. Paul Millsap doesn't have to get a bunch of run. A guy who's on the tail end of uh, what has otherwise been. I, I, Paul Millsap's awesome. But right now, if you're going to the finals, Paul Millsap can't be in your starting five. Uh, you bring JaVale off the bench. That's great. You lost Plumlee. You bring in JaVale. Uh, that's not bad. The biggest thing here is obviously you get the Jeremy Grant replacement. I think Aaron Gordon is shooting like a career best from three. It's like 38%. Um, yeah, around there, like I believe. 14 and five or 14 and eight. I don't remember what he's averaging. I know it's 14 points. Um, this is, I'm surprised they didn't give a bull bull, but RJ Hampton, whoa. Okay, Denver, and now yeah. you look at... Orlando got some great hauls today. Yes. You look at, okay, no LeBron, no AD. Are the Nuggets going to kind of run it in the West for the next few weeks? I know I'm excited for them to play again with the new squad. I mean, I'm just picturing Jokic hitting Gordon on lobs, on back cuts. Um, like, I'm just, I've been envisioning that all day, the Jokic-Gordon yeah. connection. And you just think, like... It's kind of funny how this worked out. Jeremy Grant, uh, third banana, fourth banana, goes to Detroit to be the guy. Aaron Gordon's the guy. Well, depending on how you looked at the hierarchy, he was one of the guys in in Orlando. And now he's going to be that same tertiary guy that Jeremy Grant was and basically filling in that same role, but definitely on an elevated level. And now now the question is... And one one was used to winning... And yes. wanted to step into a individual kind of role mm-hmm. and help build something from the ground up, and the other one was losing his entire career and was ready to win. Can we give a? Can we get a? Do you have a barometer for uh, who you'd rather have in this in this exact moment, Jeremy Grant or Aaron Gordon, in that position? In that position in Denver, mm-hmm. probably Jeremy. Probably Jeremy. I just think he's. I think he's better defensively. Better all around. And I'm also thinking about like current Jeremy. I well, I think him with the ball is shown to be effective and efficient. I trust his three ball a little bit more than Aaron's. Um, but it's close. Like if somebody said the other way, I wouldn't argue. I would take Jeremy as a three way or it's not a three as a three level score over Aaron Gordon. Fair. Yeah. Um, and it also gives Denver a lot more size. So now they actually make sense against the Lakers in the playoffs. And it's like, yeah, they can put, oof. they can go small with Gordon at the four. They can mm-hmm. uh, go big with, I mean, maybe even Gordon at the four and Porter at the three. Like, there's, there's some combinations there. Porter's the guy that it's like, if there's anybody who's a liability on defense on that team, because there's not many, Michael Porter Jr. is probably going to get hunted a lot of times. Yeah, and he's he's gotten a little better in spurts, but yeah, you you can't it's, come playoff time when teams yeah. are scheming against you. You need as much assurance 
I'm sorry, insurance as you can get. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on the Bulls, but was the Vucevic thing the first and kind of only like, holy shit, this thing just actually happened, trade of the day? Yeah, I think that was the only one. Yeah. If you want to count Miami getting Victor at the last second for nothing for, in Houston. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was really the only one that, like, you expected it kind of leading up. I think Shams and Woj hinted at it, like, they're rebuilding. Or I'm sorry, they're they're retooling, and I tweeted, you can't read the Orlando Great Magic tweet, can't by retool. The way. Yep. Thank you, thank you. Um, and If only so Nick Anderson had made his damn free throws, then maybe there would have been something to retool. <laughs> yeah, but then, yeah, yeah. No, now there's not. If you and know, you know. I like. I like what Orlando got. I like. I mean, Chicago's interesting. I think they're going to be a feisty playoff matchup wherever they play. I don't know if they win a series, and I don't know if they're set up to win a series. I still not yet. I'm I'm curious to see what uh that team looks like defensively. Uh, Lonzo this off season will be pretty interesting for them. Now, I think I'm glad New Orleans kept him. Maybe the they should also pay him. Yeah, well, we've we you and I have I different philosophies on this. I understand why they have to, but the timelines and it just gets I don't, really I don't messy. have to. I just think they should. It gets really messy, and that's why if they don't, I get it. But I don't yes, think he's going to get like a stupid bag. What twelve? One and a half good years. Twelve million. I think. I think twenty. You think Lonzo Ball's going to get twenty million a year? I think he could get twenty. If you gave Lonzo three for sixty, would you call that crazy? That's true. Yeah, I, I'm really bad at quantifying contracts, so just disregard mine. This is the one that had people interested, is that Evan Fournier went for the same return as DeLon Wright. That, yeah, I mean, you wonder if there was really truly not a bidding war for Fournier um, or if he had a list of teams that he'd resign with or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he isn't expiring at the end of the day. Yes. So teams probably didn't want to. That's give up too much, and I think that's where the majority of uh, that logic comes from. Going to wear 94 in Boston. How do we feel about that? Pretty gross, right? So he tweeted, hey, Boston fans, Google my last name. Yeah. So I Googled Fournier, and it like there's something called Fournier Gang Green. Mm. And I don't know if that's what he – like, that was at the top, and I don't know if that's what he meant, but, like, that's kind no. of like Gang Green, Boston. Nope, that's not what he meant. Uh don't, is there something there? Yes. Don't look into it. Tell me. No. We'll Come t- on. This is a this is a, a a mature audience. No. So, what did he mean? The Danny Ainge part of this is like. Oh my gosh. I said this months ago. I made a pot about it. Rest in peace. God rest its soul. Shoot the J. I was like, we should. Did shooting- I ever tell you that my me and my boy Jordan Mears had a podcast called Shoot the J? You never told me that. I never told you that. No. Maybe like five, six years ago. We, If you look, there's there was a Shoot the J prior to your Shoot the J. Do you know why mine was called Shoot the J? My ours was from the Chappelle skit. People can't see my face right now. Was that yours too? From the Prince sketch. Shoot the J. Shoot it. Shoot it. That's literally yeah. that's that's literally what it's from. Wow. And both And both of our names, Jordan and James, Shoot the J. I never told you that? No, this is blowing my we mind. We might right have now. changed it because when I came to the athletic, me and him started a Pistons pod that fizzled out. Mm. So we might have used that um, RSS feed and changed the name. But our very when we started the pod, it was Shoot the J. I don't, I'm sure. surprised I didn't tell you that. Shoot um, it, Computer Blue. Your least favorite one: uh, Troy Brown and Mo Wagner. 
to uh, to Chicago for Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchison. Wagner was eventually rerouted to Boston, which makes complete yeah. sense. Another if you know, you know. We'll just get right <laughs> off of that. Um, I'm surprised he's not a Motown No All-Star. If he went to Michigan State, he would be. Yes. If Mo Wagner yeah. went to Michigan State, yes, he would. You are 100% yeah. right. No, not Central. Um, You're more of a Western guy? I feel bad for Sacramento. No. We we we're a, we are a Grand Valley State and uh, Michigan State family. Cause, okay. Because my okay. brother Shout went to Actually, yeah. so are we in Yeah, I was going to say, I so are you. Michigan yeah. State. My sister went to Grand Valley State. Yeah. I feel bad. The Kings don't have any more Serbians. Bielitz is gone. Went to Miami. Yeah. The, yeah. The, <laughs> the Vladi Divac days are gone. Monty McNair. I don't know what the Kings are doing. It's it is. I'm, I mean, inst, I mean, copy control V, right? Every year. Sure, sure. Um, are they going for it? Are they not? Yeah. How soon into the day do you think Daryl Morey realized Lowry's not happening? We need to get George Hill, which is what ended up happening. I, I think it was late into the day. Late. I think it was. Uh, yeah, I don't think they stopped trying even after that. Um, yeah, it's really weird, Toronto. Not what are, so. What are they? They're going for it now. Uh, they're just going to lose Kyle in free agency. Or are they going to resign? I don't him know that they're really. So the biggest thing was in the bubble last year. A lot of Raptors fans were like, "We're going to pay Fred, and this is it for Kyle." Yeah. that was sort of the sentiment was that it, it's Fred's team now, and then nothing happened. Um, and then. Everyone with like Drake's FaceTime and Lowry in his uh, post game, and it's like it's kind of a somber night. It's like kind of sad. Raptor fans are like all in their feelings. Do they buy him out? And I don't think they're not gonna buy him out. But I just, I don't, I don't know that they're going for it. I think they're just gonna be like, okay, this will be fun. But yeah, I don't think they're going for the title, but they're definitely gonna be in the play-in. I teams, I really don't know that they will be. I really don't. This rift between uh, what is the play in nine through eleven or it, seven it is, through ten? It is seven through ten. Right now they're at the eleven, a game behind, a game and a half behind the Bulls. Mm, yeah, I don't. And I they don't, just got all their guys back from COVID. I don't know. I we'll don't see. know that it's a lock, but you're right. We'll see. The thing here is like, okay, if I'm the Lakers, I didn't want to give up Taylor Horton Tucker. That's kind of weird to me. But you love THT. I love Taylor Horton Tucker. And THC. But uh, it's – it's. I'm just trying to think of this like I would give up Taylor Horton Tucker to bring in Kyle Lowry in a time where I don't have uh, LeBron or AD. And then when the buyout market is a thing, Rob Palenka and Andre Drummond have a pretty good relationship. So Kuz and – Lowry and Andre Drummond kind of holding it down. And sure, you'd be without KCP and you'd be without Schroeder because they would have been in the package and Taylor Horn Tucker. But I just feel like, and then once obviously LeBron and AD get back and it's the playoffs and you might not have home court, but I probably would have rolled the dice with that. The fact that we wake up and the Lakers are in on Kyle Lowry is like, <laughs> okay. And then it's, I don't know. It just feels weird to balk on that. And then I don't know. This is, nobody knows this, but what is going on with Pat Riley and Tyler Hero? What the hell? What's going on? I don't. I, I do not understand what it is about this man that is so fundamentally untouchable. Dante Divincenzo, by all accounts, is better than Tyler Hero as an all-around basketball player. And John Horst at least has the presence of mind to try to trade him if it means making your team better. I don't get what is holding back Pat Riley from being like James Harden. 
he would probably be pretty good for this team. Here's Tyler Hero. Kyle Lowry, probably be pretty good for this team. Here's Tyler Hero. We like Oladipo, though, for guys that literally don't even play. Oladipo was freer than free. That is a free two months of Victor Oladipo. Yeah, and I, yeah. To go to your Lakers thing, yeah, I think it's curious. Like, I know you really like THG, and I like him too, but I still just think his, I think his ceiling's a solid role player. But when I, now what I will say. So trade him. No, that's, that's good to have. No, that's what I'm saying. I agree. Okay. But, so you're, you're basically saying the alternative is, it, is with LeBron and AD out, you keep going with THT, KCP, and who else was in that? Schroeder. And Schroeder. Or you keep trying to stay alive with Lowry, Kuzma, and Drummond. Yeah. I'm betting my money on uh, door one. No, and that's fair, and that's fine, because that depth is going to be important whenever those two guys do come back, even if you find yourself in a situation where you actually don't have home court, which, by the way, is a real possibility because these Lakers are going to be pretty bad. It's the Kyle Kuzma show. Like, that's it. I'm just saying it's it would have been a would have been a yes it would have been he bleached his hair again by the way I don't know if you saw that I know he's got the slim shady um the he, uh he literally the, looks uh, like Jaden Smith who you think you who you think you might shout out to Vinny Goodwill who you think you should kidnap Chelsea Clinton from Rush Hour My yeah man, I uh, saw that tweet a few times actually um a lot of people are making that joke uh that sounded like well, I was mad at you for credit, not being yeah original. credit that, to Vinny yeah I'm sorry that's not what I was trying to do um and if I'm Philly it's like. I don't hate George Hill. I don't mean to bring it back to the Bucks. This is a pretty good day for the Bucks because Victor, the Heat aren't going to be good. I don't know what people think Lamarcus Aldridge is going to do for Miami. He's not going to do much. I do think the Old Depot piece is important because this is ultimately where he's wanted to play. Um, Philly didn't get Kyle Lowry. They still have Ben Simmons and. Um, no, I think and, you're. I think you're making a good point. I think Milwaukee walks away as a winner of the deadline because the, nobody did anything more to like they knew philly was on their heels or above them it george hill's a good player and a great ad but it's not it's not what he signed still delivered like billy jean the girl is mine it's it's not that and miami got marginally better because they gave up crap for a solid player um drew holiday by the way is putting george hill in prison whenever they play that's not even you say prison or prism prison jail Okay, sometimes when you say it, sometimes it sounds like you say prism. You Drew say prism Holiday will incarcerate George Hill. Does that, <laughs> does that work? Yeah, I don't know about that word, but yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I guess it's the same as prison. Oh, yeah, buddy, that I, fell. If there's a bad connotation, I don't know what it I'm is. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, yeah, like nobody – Chicago's coming. Um, <laughs> I Atlanta, don't – I'm I mean, surprised about the the Miles Turner thing. There's no Miles Turner trade. I thought Charlotte was going to do something, and they didn't do anything. I thought that would be the sneaky. Yeah. I, in the back of my mind, I thought that'd be like the sneaky kind of. You hadn't heard the name, you hadn't heard the rumors. Really, I thought that would pop up. You just did it. What's wrong? I just I'm reading a recap of all the trades because I'm just going down the list. I didn't see this one. This is I. This is as if I'm reading it as a new trade. I didn't know that the Raptors traded Terrence Davis to Sacramento for a second round pick. Love that for Sacramento. Yeah, dude, you That's, get to watch TD and DeLon. And... Let's talk about the dumbest one. There's just the weirdest one. How about the Clippers giving up a weird amount for a guy who is they're getting Rondo for the playoffs? So you, I didn't you tra- realize there was a Rondo hive on Twitter. I, I met them today. Oh, yeah, no, it definitely is. You're getting him for 
20 to 25 games if you make a title run in the playoffs, right? That's what you're paying for. You're not paying for regular season Rondo. You're, you're paying for playoff Rondo, which if you— And he's under contract for next year, too, seven and a half. And Steve Ballmer doesn't care about money, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. And they have all the second-round picks that they want because Detroit. So it's like whatever. Lou Williams. Can I mean, go that, to... yeah, that's the only saving grace from a deal that was pretty much looked dumb on the surface is that they had an excess of second-round picks. Yeah. But Lou Williams is the better player, mm-hmm. and you had to give up two second-round picks also. But this is the important piece, though. That's why playoff the, Rondo. the stipulation in the, in is the playoffs. And yeah. Lou Williams stinks in the playoffs. So. He does, but. I know people. I know about playoff Rondo. I'm very well aware, but um, every every dog has its day, and it, it yeah. feels like Rondo's Rondo's time might be coming to a close here. We'll see. I'll be happy to be wrong. I just couldn't get anything better than Rajon Rondo for Lou Williams and expiring and yeah. two second round picks. I just I don't know. How about? The Celtics just giving up on Daniel Tice. I know that he's going to be a free agent. It just makes me wonder. Okay, Andre Drummond gets bought out. Is Andre Drummond? Uh, are we looking at Boston? Maybe because who you just gonna play Robert Williams for forty eight minutes? Yeah, I I think Time Lord's gonna get a lot of minutes. I don't think Andre goes to Boston. Um, maybe they try Mo Wagner at the five. You're gonna have to right, turn up weird. Tristan Thompson's minutes. That's not going gonna sorry, go well. I forgot about Tristan Thompson. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's not gonna go well. Um, turning up no. the dial on his minutes. So. Maybe they think they are getting LaMarcus Aldridge. Maybe they think they can. Yeah, I don't. Again, you can control V with what the hell is Danny Ainge doing? Is it, I don't think we should ever credit. I cannot believe there was a time where, and I was guilty of it too, where Danny Ainge was like the pinnacle of excellence. Like he oh, was the benchmark. He, 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 picked, he found Jalen Brown and, and picked Jason Tatum. It was always this look at my pot of assets. You want it. You can't actually have it. I'm going to balk. Like it, yeah, and then I'm gonna tell people I tried to yeah get this star. It's gonna it's like a it, the Anthony Davis thing was the biggest thing, and that will to this day bother me. People try to tell me why I'm wrong about that, and they're idiots. But um, how about the Mavs going after JJ Redick and the sort of elephant in the room with what Mark Cuban is com- compiling in terms of a roster just gets more hilarious by the day. <laughs> there you go. Now if you're you Dallas, would you rather have had Wayne? Uh, this Wayne strictly, is genuinely better than JJ this season. This season, yes. I was going to say strictly this season, yes. But I think you're also looking at it from, a, well, if we do anything in the playoffs. I know Wayne's had some playoff games, but JJ Redick has played on playoff teams. Yeah, I, I, Wayne's not the world's greatest defender, but he's better than JJ. And he's he shooting three ball too. better right now. He, yeah. Yeah. Like, he is. I just, yeah, I mean, maybe they tried it and again maybe the offer wasn't good i don't know but i i'm just looking at it if possible would you would you rather have had jj or or wayne for and you wouldn't have to give up probably as much i hope olenic becomes a buyout guy can you imagine a maxi i think that's a spot for boston maxi kleber kelly olenic luca chris stops uh it's just get the whole band together that would be hilarious um also, Nico Melli. Let's not forget that Nico Melli is a Dallas Maverick now, which is great. Um, the Oladipo thing, like, 
it's weird to me that now Golden State was like, yeah, the price was too high, and it could have been a case of somebody lying, trying to fluff the value, as we, as you educated me on a week ago. Um, I said that he's he was literally free. Like, they were literally like, eh, you can have him if you want, and Miami was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't cost anything at all. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for Miami, and I hate, I don't like Miami at all. I, don't, I do not is, want them to be good. Houston's in trouble. Like Raphael Stone is a bad they could have, GM. Karis, if they could have had Jared Allen and Karis LeVert, both of which, with a hundred percent certainty, would have got you a. Even if you didn't want to keep either one long term, both separately would have got you better returns than what Victor Oladipo got you. If you trade Karis LeVert straight, say you, they they kept LeVert. And like, oh, we don't want to keep him long-term. Whatever they would have traded him for on Thursday at the deadline would have been better than what they yes. got from Miami for Oladipo. Same with Jared Allen. For sure. I 100% and, agree. Yeah, so they have really nothing to show for trading one of the greatest scorers of all time in his prime. I want to end on two things. Are we going to talk about Andre and how a year ago when I, the Pistons did the trade and I reported that teams around the league – aren't really trying to to touch him and don't see him as a winner and that this was the best offer Detroit could get and everybody called me insane. I was going to gas you up and do an intro, but the first oh, thing Oh, go was, ahead. No, no, no. Do, well, I, did, I didn't now. say anything. I didn't say anything. Basically, James was one of the, the initial proponents of this sort of Andre Drummond ideology in that he's actually not the guy that you it's not i guess i don't because what i was actually going to say I'm, I'm realizing now is going to sound disrespectful and that's not there's what I'm the trying field to of people who wholeheartedly believe in a better situation he'll thrive and we're going to find out um nope but i'll i was told by people around the league that andre drummond and again should the piston this is the part of the argument we're not this is not part of it we're talking about within the last year Yes, the Pistons should have traded him a few years ago to get better value, without question. They should have recognized their situation sooner and and capitalized then, kind of like Orlando's doing. I was even though Orlando, just gonna even though Orlando's up, probably yes. gonna take four to five years just to get back to this point they're at now. Regardless, um, yes, that's without question. But that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is last year when the Pistons got a second round pick and cap filler for Andre, and there's no and if you ask people, fans, there's no way in hell that that was the best offer. It was. Matter of fact, it was the last offer a team was willing to give for Andre, um, who is expiring. And they were telling me, "You're gonna get. You should have held on a year. You're gonna get more for Andre when he's expiring." Cleveland got Cleveland got nothing. Nothing gone. Nothing. And I don't. I just goes back to say, like I'm not. I don't. I reported it a year ago. It's. It, nothing's changed. Makes the Jeremy Grant signing feel a whole lot sweeter. Yeah, the cap space to get Jeremy. The cap space, yeah. Um, also, that second play, that second round pick that we got, probably going to be the next. Um, who's a great second round pick? I don't know. It's going to be really good. I bet they're going to be really good. <laughs> Aaron um, Henry. Aaron Henry. <laughs> what about BJ Boston? You like that from Kentucky? Yeah, he's a. I think he's a first round. He was. I mean, this time last year was a guy people thought was going top five in this year's draft. Now sure. I, I know he slid a little bit. I, I think he could yeah. fall out of the lottery, but 
I'd be surprised if he was a second-round guy. Aaron Henry would be fun. I don't know how real that is. Luca Garza. You like Luca Garza? No. I know why you don't like him. And the I don't second like thing, Aaron Henry. I don't like Aaron Henry either. Oh, okay, don't you're being reverse. Fair. Don't reverse uh, flip. My, nope, I can my say whatever favorite, I want. One you... of my favorite players is Jason Williams and Dan Marley. Jason Williams doesn't count. And Mike Miller. Mike yeah, Miller I mean, White counts. chocolate. Yeah, I was going to say, Jason Williams doesn't count. Mike Miller right. counts, though. Okay, I'll give you Mike, right. I'll give you Mike Miller because he was a bucket. Um, Chris Kamen. Oh, gross. You don't mean that. I loved Chris Kamen. No, you didn't. So yeah, the, I, I stand by this. The best left hand for a right-handed big man in the last 20 years. Kurt Rambis, I wish I was alive to see him play. I, I got a signed picture of Kurt Rambis. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Anyways, the last thing I want to end on was something that uh, Laz, I'm pretty sure jokingly brought up, but I do want to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, Luke Kennard. Uh, I don't know if people know this. He's like back. They've Ty Lue finally played him, and he went eight of eight and hit four of four from three, and not single handedly orchestrated a comeback, but like kind of did. Hit a euro at half court, pulled yeah. up at the buzzer, and it was like, uh, I, I, I let him know after the game. I was like, uh, it's <laughs> like, are you back? You hit him up. Yeah. <laughs> did he respond? Oh, of course. Yeah. Um. You're not serious. I can say what he said when he said, "Are no, you?" No, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to air out our conversation. Boo! But I'll. Well, I'll tell you after the show. Bunny Cardigan after dark. Laz did correctly point out that they were throwing like Gallinari and like Kevin Herter yes. and Bogdanovich at him, and it was kind of hilarious. But I was. <laughs> it just made me really happy to actually see him get slotted into the rotation again because I know it's been really frustrating and just see him like do better, and it just felt like a really. I don't know, man. It just made me really happy. Your it pants re- tightened. Made me really s- smile a lot to see him like shooting the How basketball. How do you not again. have a Luke Kennard jersey? Isn't it wild? I don't have yeah, a. I don't have like a regular jersey. I don't have like a jersey. I don't have. I do have a hat. You call them jerseys? No, I actually. You know, it's funny. That's the first time in my life I've ever said it. People usually call them jerseys, right? Oh, is that a thing? I always I've, I think that's what so they call them jerseys. I always yeah. call them jersey shirts, and people are like call them a jersey, but I think that's stupid. I've never heard jersey in my life. That's really? it was funny when you said it though, because it makes sense. I always hear a jersey. Um, yeah, no, I have like a Luke Kennard hat that his family gave me. Um, what does a Luke Kennard hat look like? It was like his. Uh, so it was a like not a replica, but it was like the draft night logo on it. Um, it has like his signature on the back. And like it says, like Canard, like five on the side or something like that. Why did his family give you this? Because I'm awesome and they love me. You didn't like win a giveaway. They just out of respect for the support that you've given their son, they sent it to you. So it was my birthday the year before I knew Luke. Oh, I remember that. Wasn't that on Twitter? Yeah, he DM'd me happy birthday, and I was like, what? And then uh, one of his cousins reached out. They got my uh, they asked for my address and they sent me the hat. It was really cool. That's cool. That's very and then nice. I, I, yeah, and then uh, a year later, Mister and Miss Kennard are very nice people. I've gotten to, I got to know them uh, uh, pretty well while they were while his, he was in Detroit. Yeah, his family's great uh, for sure. Alrighty, James. Um, busy trade deadline. Pistons only made one move. Hopefully, we answered everybody's questions that they probably had. I ultimately think that, like James said, I don't want to say we came out like better but we came out as a team who's not really trying to do anything and i think ultimately we're kind of just course. waiting for the draft yeah i want which is this. which is it which is a win in its own way if you're a pistons fan because for the mm-hmm. last few years this deadline has been the team going for something that's not there 
Yes. And, and it's very clear that they're recognizing their situation, embracing their situation. Now they just have to hold on for dear life and hope that uh, they can finish in the bottom three. Mobley looked get some lottery real luck. good against Kansas. He looked real good. Him and his brother. Yeah. No, he balled. That was that was a – I told you, get his brother in the second round. I don't care. I want both of them. Oh, I meant to I tell want. you, uh, Doug Christie said hi. He didn't really say hi, but I did what Doug the? Christie's show at 8 o'clock. Oh, is that what you had to I do? I just wanted to rub that in. Yeah. All right, we're going to end this because that actually pissed me off a lot. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars and subscribe. If you're feeling generous, be sure to leave a Be sure to leave a review. Pick an album. Oh, oh. I, I <laughs> couldn't understand what you were saying. Um, do you have one? Uh, I'm going to just make one up. Jay Dilla, Donuts, uh, legendary hip-hop producer. Uh, legendary Detroit, I mean, icon. Donuts he made on his deathbed as he was dying from lupus. It's literally like 30 tracks, all a minute long, just beats, crazy samples. It's an experience. Turn it on while you're doing work at home. Uh, it's And if you listen closely, like it's even though they're instrumentals, it sounds like a like a goodbye letter just like some of the samples the music isn't dark but the samples if you listen to the words and the samples like are very dark and it just you go look up the jay dilla story um to go look up the story behind donuts and then listen to the album and it'll hit a little different rest okay. in peace to the the great one jay dilla so this is episode 20 i haven't done my tame impala thing yet um i feel like i don't always have to do these sort of underground unknown records i feel like i can do ones that are like hey you might know it but if you haven't listened to it you should go listen to it so i'm gonna do tame impala's most recent album came out last year called the slow rush sort of a psychedelic rock if that's what you want to call it um i don't know that most people would put this as his definitive best i think people would probably put it maybe in their top three uh hopefully top two for me it's actually probably my favorite just because i really the lyrics really speak to me on this one but um really trippy really trippy album i don't know that you'd like it i think in a under a certain influence i think you might but it's really good i would i would never right no you would never so those are our records ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening if you made it this far we will catch you guys in the next one for sure